Thirty-five of this podcast. Okay, that's a lot. Which one was your favorite? I uh, my favorite one of all of them. Good grief! I uh, and I'll find the agenda. Oh, so God. Um, which one was your favorite? Do you need me to give you a number? Well, I feel like that'd be off the top of your head. Okay. Uh, if you have any particular episode, I could try to find it. I no, that would take forever. Uh, let's say. Maybe episode 100. We did. I think we did oh. some fun stuff for 100. 100 was a while ago. One this might actually one. be a problem. Is 100 the one where I did the agenda? <laughs> or was that for 200? No, that might have been 100. Let's see. 100 would have been two years after we started. Yeah. So 2020. I believe that was the end of our first tournament. Okay. That sounds right. Um, which probably happened around here. Oh, I clicked on 101. Uh, of course, who could forget uh, the uh, intro? The time has come. We declare the winner of Multiplex Madness, the superhero juggernaut versus the horror sensation. A one hundred and ninety five and a half million dollar difference in budget. A one point zero nine two billion dollar difference in gross. A combined 11 Academy Award nominations, four wins, two socio-politically charged thrillers, two of the best producers working today, two of the best directors working today, and one Daniel Kaluuya. We're crowning the greatest blockbuster of the decade on this, the 100th episode of What's in the Box Office. Q theme music. Remember that? I certainly do. Like wow. it was yesterday. We also talked about Universal and AMC because this was during the pandemic. Okay. It was my final The Box ad. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. Do you remember what it was? That, no, I, I, I can't say it that. It was I my do. favorite one. Okay. This episode of What's in the Box Office is brought to you by the box. There's also the matter of the 360 degree camera that Arthur Lewis has designed for the Mars lander. Well, what was what was? <laughs> well, what about it? After you've seen the movie, you tell me. At least the nosebleeds are explained, says the late great Roger Ebert in a three star review. The Box, a film that received an F Cinema score, prompting the man who runs CinemaScore, Ed Mintz, to explain, quote, people really thought The Box was a stinker. <laughs> That's good. The Cinema Score quote is good. Thank you. We did stay-at-home movies. Oh, no, we talked about stay-at-home movies. Okay. It's a great episode. That's your favorite, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think my favorite was, and I'll definitely know the number. I'm not just going to click... Uh, and then click on a random week. This one has your birth date on it. Ooh. Was, of course, episode 165. This weekend at the box office, forget about saving the game. Can free guys save theaters? Ew. We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this, the 165th episode of What's in the Box Office. We talked about Free Guy, Don't Breathe 2 also opened. So did Respect. The, the Suicide Squad was in its second weekend, and our spotlights included Jungle Cruise Old and F9, The Fast Saga. We were doing the game, didn't make more or less than open water. 
I can see why that was your favorite. That was my favorite. We peaked. A lot of uh, a lot of great content. Maybe this one will be my new episode. favorite today. Uh, well, let's find let's out. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Charity Set, the 235th episode. Uh, did I say it? Who knows? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Episode of What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Where each week we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah. Let's get right into the new favorite-making top five. Favorite-making. I... John Wick Chapter 4 came out this weekend. It sure did. We'll probably talk about it soon. I expect it'll come up in the box office talk. I uh, So I want to talk about my top five Keanu Reeves movies. Okay, interesting. I'll also do this. Okay. Uh, it's a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty solidly in place top five for me. Uh, looking at uh, looking at this list, there's a lot of Are you uh, including sequels. Yeah. Okay, so you got John Wick's one through three. What are the other two? I, well, then also John Wick four and Atomic Blonde, <laughs> which is theoretically. Uh, I'm gonna not do sequels. Okay. One movie a franchise. I. I only included one movie a franchise. Okay. That wasn't one like, of them might be a sequel. Sure. I guess. Yeah. Uh, and only one of them is a sequel, but, uh, but yeah, like they, they were all contenders for me. I uh, number five, this is a real for me pick. I uh, not gonna, not gonna top the, the top five of like an objective person's list, mm-hmm. but I love the replacements. I saw that movie in the theater. So did I. Uh, have seen it many times since. Hell yeah! And just, just really love it. And I think Keanu Reeves is really good in it. Uh, when he's like, he's like giving, uh, he's like rubbing that ointment it, I think that he gets on his shoulder, and he goes, it's, "Oh, it's cold." It's the best he's ever looked in that movie. Okay, he's gorgeous in that movie. All right, that's interesting. I, yeah, it's just it's it's really it's really fun and funny, and I uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, number four for me is Point Break, mm. I, which I just saw for the first time last year, I think. Yes, we went to the music box and saw it in, in uh, theaters. It was yes. wonderful. Uh, the the seeing the movie for the first time in the music box experience is always helps. So it's, it's something that I've enjoyed many times in my life and hope to enjoy many more times. Yes. Uh, and yeah, I just I'm I'm always gonna remember seeing Point Break in the music box. Uh, great movie, a lot of fun. Reeves is great, Swayze's great. I mm-hmm. uh, number three, I uh, the the recency bias is strong here, and so I kind of uh, wanted to counteract it, and I put John Wick Chapter Four here. Uh, I th- I think there's a chance it's higher on the list. I'm sorry, it's not the best. He's the replacements is the second best he's ever looked. I will tell you the best he's ever looked. Okay. To my list. Go ahead. I, yeah, I think it might end up higher on the list, uh, but I can't, I can't make that call just yet with what's coming up at two and one. I, but just, just outstanding stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pinnacle of what's, uh, of what we're doing with the John Wick thing. Number two is speed. Mm. This is a hard pick for me. I speed's incredible movie. We, uh, we both revisited it for, the uh, multiplex madness uh, forever and uh, just really kind of like I always knew I liked speed yes but I didn't really knew that I love speed yeah until that tournament I and then number one's the matrix 
which is just a completely singular movie. I, I mean, what is what is what is there to say about the Matrix that has not been said? Uh, it's the number one. It's the number one on the list. All right, mine. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna do the replacements, although I, it is a sentimental favorite as well. Um, here is a dollar. You can keep most of the change, but all because all I really want is a quarter back. I mean, we all know it. Yeah, it's great. We all know it. Um, it does have a murderer in it. I'll tell you that later. Uh, so the replacements I'm not putting in. You already said Point Break, so I will skip that as well. And I want to give a shout out to Parenthood, a movie we have to watch. Okay. By the way. You've never seen it. Your replacements. Is that correct? No, no I've no, just no. seen the, the show. The replacements is my replacements. I love the replacements. One of my mom and I's favorite movies together. But uh, this is a, a great, Diane, Steve Martin, Diane Weiss, Mary Steenberg, and Jason Robards, Rick Moranis, Martha Plimpton, Keanu Reeves. Uh, it, it, um, so good. So many people. It's a wonderful movie. Uh, my number five, I'm going with the best he's ever looked in a movie. Something's Gotta Give. Okay. Not a big role, but boy, are you just like, why on earth would you pick Jack Nicholson over Keanu Reeves' is sexy doctor? It's the best he's ever looked in a movie. Incredible. Um, number four, John Wick chapter four. Terrific. How about that? Number three, Toy Story four. Okay. We got two fours here. All right. Um, one of the best looking animated movies I've ever seen. And I have a soft spot for it, so I'm flipping them. Matrix at two speeds my number one, baby. I, I mean, that's, that's, per, that's perfectly, uh, perfectly right and good. To make that call. Uh, yeah. Great yeah. list. All right. Let's talk the actual top five. Please. In the number one spot, John Wick Chapter 4, followed by Creed 2, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Scream 6, and 65. Mm-hmm. But the the top story, the dominator of the box office is, of course, John Wick Chapter 4, which opened to $73.8 million. Yeah, it's a very high uh, number. I mean, I, I do. I'd love to be the first one to admit it. I thought we'd have a problem here. Um, it being so long, fourth movie in a franchise, after a sequel, after sequel, after sequel. But something stood out about John Wick, and I think it was the rave reviews. I think if this had good reviews, even similar to the reviews of two and three, I think we, we might be looking at a number closer to what the third one made. I think truly that the buzz increased when this became the highest rated film of the franchise and became must-see cinema. Yeah. And maybe I'm wrong because in our screening, there were people very excited multiple times, including the ending, which got a big cheer when something happened that I honestly shocked me that people were like actively invested in a certain outcome. Right. And just in the, in the overarching plot. Yeah. Of, of all, of all of, of the these thing. movies, something finally happened and people were like, Oh, thank God. Yeah. And I thought, boy, oh boy, that's, that's crazy. Because to me, this seems more like a passing, you know, fanfare for the John wick movies. Sure. Pe- casual moviegoers can check in on it as opposed to something like Marvel or, or whatever, what have you which seems to be more like, you know, we're following this story. I know the beats to it. Um, so this is an incredible opening. 
It is the biggest opening of the John Wick films. Does not continue our tradition of almost doubling the opening weekends. Of course, we had $14 million for the first one, $30 million for the second, $56 million for the third, and now $74 million for this production budget. More than doubled, $100 million for this film. Still relatively cheap. And got to tell you, it's all there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the movie is just gorgeous even uh, all the way down to uh brendan Fraser's the whale suit uh, in one particular scene it's all there um where's scott atkins oscar nomination it's coming he played a big fat guy i mean it's 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 early yet this had also not only the best reviews but the best audience reception and a cinema score the most for this franchise i believe the others uh peaked at a, a minus if i recall yeah so this could be leggy and it could be leggy because there's not going to be a whole lot like this, you know, squarely aimed at adults, huge thriller. And I got to tell you, this is the kind of where you come out of it and you go, Oh yeah, you have to see this in theaters. Kind of a mentality. Yeah. Um, like there's like three people that I, I've been like, yeah, I'll go see it with you. And also my mom who like who liked the first two. Remember the story I told you where we, we popped the first one on like during like one of the first battle scenes and I kind of explained her what was going on. And then she's like, oh, can we go back and watch this? And I said, yeah, sure. And she, she likes Keanu, but she's not like an action movie. you know. Nut. Right. And then we watched the first one. I said, yeah. And then there's a sequel. And she goes, okay, put it on. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> I hold do remember on. this. Hold on one second. And we watched the entire second one and then third one came out and I said oh you're gonna love the third one and it, she hated it for the movie going experience I think it was too much for her okay sound wise image wise you know people getting shot over and over again in the head I think that violence up close in a theater was a lot for her to handle uh-huh uh and it, it put her in such a bad she, she like literally said like I having I'm I like want to go I'm having a terrible time like she's like couldn't do it and I got so, I said, let's leave then. She said, no, no, it's fine. And I like literally got up halfway through the movie and sat in the car for like the last hour. I was like, I can't, I can't sit there and like feel her being uncomfortable and enjoy the movie, you know? So I had to leave. So, but then I left this movie and a few days later, I was like, I mean, could she handle this? It's really good. And I still think it's a no. But uh, in theaters, we'll watch it at some point. Sure. But that's that's what the power of this movie is. Even I'm thinking, well, she really couldn't handle the other one. And this one's so much longer, but it's so good. It's it's a little it's a little less cynical than the other movies. It's, it's more yeah. of a yeah. more of a uh, more of a story about friendship. It's also got more times. colorful characters than the other ones. Yeah. The guy with the dog she'll like, you know. Sure. Donnie um, Yen. Donnie, yeah, yeah, she'll like that. She'll like the other, uh, the other gentleman. Yeah, she'll like those th- aspects of it for sure. Um, but I think that's the word of mouth we could have here. This could be. I think this is definitely going to be the first John Wick to gross uh, uh, over two hundred million domestic. And the uh, benchmark where it, so this is the d- final domestic gross is forty three ninety two one seventy one. And we're just going to cruise past that. And I think getting over 400 million is a decent bet here. I mean, this is just going on and on. I think that the, uh, 
them being like, I don't know if we'll do a fifth one. Let's see how we feel. I think Lionsgate's going to be like, you'll you'll do a fifth one. Yeah. Will, you'll do a fifth one. We will make that happen one way or another. <laughs> you'll do a fifth one. Um, fan casting. Who do you want to see as a bad guy or as a friend? You can cast the person in the role. Oh, God. Uh, that is... A real that's a really fun question. Who it could be anybody. Who could I mean, like I, f- I feel like the go to answer for any situation in a movie where it's like, all right, you need to cast someone for the next one. It's just kind of always Denzel Washington. I know, I know, I know. I already have him in but, my Creed casting. Yeah. But like Denzel Washington <laughs> uh would be good. I you know, we were talking earlier about how I wanted Drew Barrymore Renaissance in in the films. Wow. I, and we did just see her in uh, um, whatever it's I'm thinking of. Charlie's yeah, Angels. Yeah. So we know she can handle herself in an action scene. I bet she could uh, She could really pull off like an Ana de Armas and No Time to Die thing. Uh-huh. Where it's like, oh, yeah, she's just like, she's like having like a fun, ditzy, airhead kind of thing. And then... She's just like flinging around uh, and just shooting shit and killing people and being like, oh, I'm having fun. Aren't you having fun, John? I'm having fun. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be into that. Let's make that happen. All right. So I'm looking at a list of actors. I think seeing DiCaprio in like an actual action movie would be interesting. Okay. But if I can pick anybody and I can. Right. I'm going with cast the older brother. Who else could it be? Oh, uh, DDL. Oh, my goodness. He, and guess what? He's got a seat on the high table. And we don't know yeah, if he's a good okay. guy or a bad guy. Okay. And they get into one fight at the end. And we don't know where he's, where he's going with it. What's going to happen? They, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, that'd be great. But DDL's out of retirement. Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, what better thing for him to come back for? That's what I'm saying. This is incredible, gross, and... Um, just uh i think big things in store for this movie i feel uh, yeah. i just i just went back and checked and there's there's nothing that john wick could have done against star wars in the tournament even with this new knowledge yes but i still feel kind of bad bumping it before this came out yeah well. we we're both just like well you know john wick it's it had its moment it peaked at 3 that was huge and now it's just kind of going to kind of settle into being what it is yeah and no, it's still becoming what it is. Who the hell knows? Uh, maybe in like four or five movies, it could take a couple categories from Star Wars. But uh, no, it still it still would have went down the way it did. Bring Gene Hack. Bring, bring Jack Nicholson out of retirement as his okay. dad. That'd be yeah, that'd be great. I uh, speaking of the Denzel fan casting. Yeah. Uh, Creed three. This week, back made, up to number uh, two. Back up to number two, made ten point four million dollars, just a thirty-two point one percent drop. It is up to one hundred and forty point eight altogether. Yeah, not a lot more to say, especially in light of certain events. Sure. About this movie, but it's an incredible gross, and it will be in, uh, including inflation. It's tough because the Rocky three and four, especially, just. They made a lot of money back when tickets were so much cheaper. Yeah. So it's going to climb the list of like the most tickets sold for a Rocky film. Um, But I I don't think it's going to be specifically uh, 
up there. Okay. It's, in, it's an incredible uh, gross. Yeah, it's still very impressive. Uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods uh, made $9.3 million this weekend. It's second weekend it made $9.3 million. That was a 69% drop. It's up to 45.9 It that's total. It's, that's so bad. That is a gobsmacking drop. That is so bad. For what? There's And, like, they keep being like, it's for kids. And if it is, there's nothing for kids playing right now. Yeah. So, your movie's not for kids. Kids don't want to see your movie. Because <laughs> if they did, it's not like there's anything else they're picking ahead of it. Yeah, if they wanted to see it, they'd be like, take me to the movie, take me to the movie. Yeah. And then they would be taken to the movie. Which, it's... which, what do we think that's good news for? Um, what do we think that's another reason why certain movies just going to fucking flip its lid when it opens? This happened with Puss in Boots being the only animated, be the only family movie for weeks. It yeah. happened uh, last year with another movie. It's just it's a thing that if there's a big drought, there's going to be a big swell coming, and that is in two weeks. Super Mario Brothers. Oh, movie. Super Mario Brothers. You know, That's you right. add in the popularity of those characters sure. and the illumination factor, plus the fact that there's just nothing out there. That's it's gonna. Fall. And Charlie Day is in it. It's gonna explode it's as gonna be... Luigi, I think. Yeah, he's Luigi. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's not a good number. It's so bad, and it's what it is. The only saving grace of a terrible opening weekend is that at least you'll have a soft drop in the right. second. You, how weekend. far down can you go? You already opened to so much lower than yeah. people thought. Everyone hates Shazam. Yep. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Screams. Not just the mean, <laughs> nasty critics. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> put, put some quotes on those words. Uh, Scream six made $8.3 million this weekend. That was a 51.9% drop. It's up to 89.8 total. Yeah. So as I thought, John Wick heard it a little bit, you know, obviously, but still it's about to cross a hundred million. It has just passed the total for scream three, and it will become the highest grossing screen movie domestically. Of course, not adjusted for inflation. Of course, but just so fun to see, uh, this that franchise grow and it's six showing like, yes, I, yeah, you know, I got to tell you, the the month isn't over yet. There's still mm-hmm. time for next weekend to be kind of a mess. I but we were both pretty concerned about what might come of this crazy month. Yes. Of back to back to back to back movies. Well, it affected Shazam, arguably. Sure. And next weekend is Dungeons and Dragons, and that's the only other one I think it could have affected. So We'll see, but I agree with you. The movies that we're going to hit have hit and arguably exceeded expectations. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, I saw a uh, I saw a post on uh, post on Twitter the other day of just like, what are you? What movies are you most excited about coming up in April? And I was like, oh fuck, man, March has been so cool. What's coming out in April? It's like, oh okay, there's a few things. Well, this is partially my point about why isn't anything opening anywhere yeah. else. I so yeah I've just I've I've been I've been on board the the jam packed crackalackin month huge success uh except for 65 which came in at the number 5 spot with 3.2 million it's a 45.3% drop and is up to 27.7 
Yeah, that's bad. So my spotlights. <laughs> Would you um, call it the Shazam Fury of the Gods of dinosaur movies? Adam Driver vehicles. Okay. Yes. In our spotlights, Cocaine Bear costs $60 million domestic. It's up to $80 million worldwide. Uh, very leggy hit. Surprisingly leggy. And Avatar The Way of Water. Can I stop talking about it? I think Never. I officially can. After this week, because it has officially crossed Avengers Infinity War and sits in the seventh slot of the domestic all-time list. It is not going to get $20 more million to pass Black Panther, so it will remain at seven. It'll be the last time we speak of it in uh, current box office terms. Yeah, it will be re-released in a year or two, and it will make another $20 million and cross Black Panther. Yeah, uh, But until then... Congratulations. Number seven. Noah, list as many of the top ten domestic as you can. Okay. I I will give you a hint. They're all based on something. Either a true life event, maybe a book. You don't say. Or a sequel. Uh okay. Give me a endgame infinity war. That is number two and number eight. Give me Force Awakens. That's number one. Give me Avatar. That's number four. Give me Way of Water. That's number seven. I you got five left. All right, I've got five left. I would like to Black Panther. That's number six. Yeah. I Top Gun Maverick. Number five. All right, that happened. Good, good, good. I God, that's the fifth highest grossing movie of all time. The Lion King. No, that is number 14. Okay. It's pretty close. I, all right. Two remaining. Yeah. So then for two remaining, I'll make my next guess. Wait, how do you, do you have two remaining? Sorry. Did I say Titanic? No. Okay. Titanic. (laughs) All right. I, that's number nine. Good. You're missing number three and number 10. Number three. Wow. Uh, let's see. Jurassic World? That's number 10. Okay. Number three. Yeah, number three. Biggest movie of all time. That's right. Uh, Jesus, one this one is, of the this biggest is, characters of all time. Yeah, this is... Uh, yeah. And I do mean characters, plural. Oh, you do mean characters. Ocean's Eleven, the no. deservedly successful... No, no. I uh, no, this is gonna be one of those things that I'm I'm just blanking. No, you'll get it. Hold on, it's the third movie in a current trilogy. But overall, it is the three five. We'll include the other spinoffs. So three five, six, seven eight, eleventh film. Okay. It was a culmination of sorts. That's why, hence the characters. Yeah. um, Came out in 2021. That was recent. Very recent. Uh, No, I'm just, just let, just let me die here. Spider-Man No Way Home. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah, I wasn't going to get there. Wow, that got to three. The first movie on this list to be just wholly original. Uh-huh. He's still scrolling, folks. I found it. 
Number 27, a movie we recently saw on IMAX for the first time. A re-release. E.T.? That's right. All right. E.T. is the highest grossing original film in history. Wow. Uh, it was actually uh, based on Steven Spielberg's traumatic childhood. Oh, no! <laughs> All right. Well, next we have... Hold on. Hold on. That's based on a book. Frozen. That's got to be based on something. <laughs> That's got to be some kind of Hans like Christian Hans Anderson, Anderson shit. Anderson shit. Yeah, all right. I'll check Frozen status. Hold on. Frozen. The movie. <laughs> the state of matter. It is inspired by Hans Christian Anderson's 1844 yeah. fairy tale, The Snow Queen. Okay. I'll keep scrolling. Finding Nemo, then, is the next one. That's not based on anything. Those fish are real. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Clownfish are real. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's all I have for spotlights. Let's move on. Wonderful. Uh, it's time to play everybody's favorite game then. Yeah, I've played it. Did it make more or less than? Man. We all know how to play. I named three movies and you list them in order. Which ones made more and which ones made less at the box office? For a bonus point, you can tell me the year in question. They all come from the same year. One of the movie's opening weekend totals within $3 million, and one of the movie's final grosses within $3 million. Are you ready to play? Yeah. All right. I am. Crushed it last week. Six-point affair. Thank you. Your movies this week are Holmes and Watson, Mile 22, and Uncle Drew. Oh. <laughs> 2018? That's correct. Holmes and Watson, Mile 22... <laughs> Okay, well, the highest grossing was Uncle Drew. That's correct. The lowest grossing was... Oh, Jesus. Holmes and Watson? Or was it Mile 22? I I'll guess, tell you I once guess you I solidify have to, I guess I have to say. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, oh, it was such a flop, but I think I got to say Mile 22 is third and Holmes and Watson is second. No, sorry. Christmas legs. Oh, God. What a huge flop. Mile 22 in the middle. Holmes and Watson on the bottom. All right. Uncle Drew totaled. Um, Remember, within $3 million. Yeah, 40, 42. That's exactly right. 42.4. Yeah. And then Mile 22 opened with. Nine. I uh, no, just missed that one. Thirteen. Thirteen point seven. Damn. Alright. So that's uh yeah, that's three points though. You won. Thank you. Uh congratulations. And congratulations to me for moderating the game a little better this time. Okay, okay, not congratulations. Just, not just letting you run away with a huge devastating win. I uh, come and gone from a theater near you, Brian, are you ready to go back in time? Yeah. All right, we're going to 2014 this week. Uh, three movies came out. Really only two, but the third one is also on the list, and we got to talk about it. I uh, opened number one, number two, and number four. What are the dates? Uh, the dates, we've got March 21st through 23rd, 2014. 2014. Yeah. Snow White. 
No. The Huntsman Winter's War. None of them have anything to do with Snow White. Oh. Um. Oh boy, I don't. I have no idea. All right, give me a clue. All right. Uh, the number one movie. Uh, the opener of a franchise. Oh whoa. Yeah. What? The opener of a franchise. Oh, Divergent. Yes. That's correct. Oh. Your next clue would have been this franchise received no closer. <laughs> Divergent opened with um, f- uh, 50 million. That's very close. 54. Yeah. 54.6. Uh, all right. Let's see. Your number two film is not the uh, not the opener of a franchise, but rather... A uh, an installment Muppets in Most Wanted, a very long running Muppets franchise <laughs> of Muppets Most Wanted. Yes, yes, indeed. Didn't like it. Did this one come after the Jason Segel one? Of course. Okay. Was it like a sequel or was it just no, just an unrelated thing? <laughs> I mean, or as far as they're all Kermit sequels, was evil, you know, like yeah, but I mean, like that was that was its own kind of like Kermit wasn't evil. He had like a twin or something. Yeah, but that and that Kermit was evil. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, the Jason Siegel thing was, like, a big thing. Kids, Came out and people liked it. Kids love Ricky Gervais. <laughs> That's a good point. And they love when he's in things that they can see. <laughs> I remember I was listening to the Ron and Beverly podcast, and they were talking about that movie, like, when it was coming out. Yeah. And Beverly just goes, kids love Ricky Gervais. <laughs> it's a good just point. It made me laugh. Um, that opened to 14. 17. Yeah, not not a good number for no. that. Still got it in number two, though. Uh, now, number four. Uh-huh. This was also the beginning of a franchise. I, a lot of franchise openings. More of a... Or just installments. More of a niche franchise. Niche. Yeah. Not not looking for something that uh, you nor I oh, no. would see. A haunted house? No. I why wouldn't we see this because it's not really uh, it doesn't really speak to our sensibilities uh, the way that either of us lives our lives I (laughs) all right hold on God's not dead yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) why isn't he dead though Uh, cool because he's surely alive (laughs) surely alive that's right that's not like surely is not like fact no it's bad it's not a confident that's not a confident saying the whole thing's a mess you know i'm very good looking surely i'm handsome like well what is it what do you mean anyway um number four god's not dead yeah 14 million dollars no nine. Oh, nine. yeah oh my all right uh still uh, still not bad no. mr peabody and sherman came in number three with 11.8 i oh, uh, yeah that's a, that's it for that weekend. All right. Hey, listen, uh, it's tournament time. Love that for us. Of course, here we go. Multiplex Madness. Pronounced with an IP. Round of 32, the Godfather Conference. We're looking for the greatest blockbuster franchise of all time. Seven categories. You got to win four of them to move on. These are the adaptations. Here we go. First, the bout of the Avengers, the one seed Spider-Man franchise against the 16th seed Captain America franchise. 
All right. Best movie. This one is interesting. I hadn't really considered it before. And I'm going Captain America. Wow. And you, of course, would say Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, yes, is my favorite Captain America movie. Okay. Okay. Well, I think I have to say Spider-Verse. Yeah, that's. I think I have to go Spider Verse right now. That it's a very close call. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So we're we're split. We're, we're splitting split. on the uh, splitting on the first vote there. Quality control. So you got three Captain America movies. Right, and the nine Spider Mans we're not including Venom, unlike in my clue giving, where I did include the Venom movies. Okay. I. Uh, we're not doing that. Got it. And. Of of the Spider-Man movies, I think you can pretty definitively say that two of them are bad. Of the Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah. Being Spider-Man 3 and Amazing 2. Okay, uh, I think most people would also put Amazing 1 up there. Yeah, I was going to say you've got you've got some entries uh that I think are kind of uh, kind of middle of the road, mm-hmm. maybe not good. But uh, and that would be amazing one for me. Uh, and I know we differ on this. I would say uh, far from home. You don't like far from home? Not really. I, th- I mean, I think it's fine. What? I think it's probably better than one, but I don't like it nearly as much as you do. I think it's my favorite of that trilogy. I had yeah, no I idea. It, you it's, didn't it's, like it's, def- it's definitely my least favorite of the three. Why? What are I, you talking about? I, th- I think the uh, I think. Spider-Man being close to home is a big part of what makes him interesting and taking him out of that. Uh, so you didn't like him in Avengers Infinity War? Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't really. When he was in space. <laughs> wasn't really what we were doing there is telling a Spider-Man story. Okay. Uh, no, I just, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't land for me in the way that the, the first one felt like, a, you know, re- relatively smaller scale and charming. In a a Spider-Man way. And then the third one was just a huge extravaganza. Uh, But by and large, even though the Captain America franchise doesn't really have a miss, Mm -hmm. I think the Spider-Man at least going like at worst six of nine of like actively good movies and several of which being uh, quite good. Uh, in conversation for best superhero movie, mm. I probably go Spider Man here. I'm going Cap here. I think that they got progressively better as they went along, more assured filmmaking, and I think that uh, Civil War is just so fucking, so fucking good. And I, you know, you know me, I'm not a big Toby guy in general. That's true. You're not. I. Wow. <laughs> so we split on the first two. Gross consistency. Yes. Let's talk about it. I. Let's well, see, you got Spider-Man, gotta... um, uh, Spider-Man 1, one of the highest gross movies of all time. Spider-Man 2, slightly lower. Spider-Man 3, even lower, all over $300 million. Broke opening weekend record twice with 1 and 3. Then you got Amazing Spider-Man and uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, both did lower than that. Into the Spider-Verse, about 190. And then it goes up and up for the... Uh, Upward trajectory. Here's 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 what I think I'll say is that Cap has its own MCU trilogy. So does Spider Man, right? Yeah. 
And all the Spider-Man movies in the MCU trilogy go up and up, gross-wise. Okay. Sure. And I believe. And all the uh, Spider-Man movies go up and up in the MCU trilogy. And so those cancel each other out, and then we're left with um, some record breakers over on the Spider-Man side. I think that it's been around longer, and it's still, he's still the most popular superhero on the planet. Yeah, even when it's... Uh, yeah. Even when it's in kind of its like middling, not yeah. big deal making phase, it's still pretty big deal. Uh, so we're both going to go Spider Man there. That's right. For the first time, we both vote for Spider Man. Franchise growth. I, uh, yeah, I mean, that's got to be Spider Man, right? Hitting its most successful uh, variants in its most recent trilogy. Its uh, its most recent entry overall is the third highest grossing movie of all time. But wasn't that? I guess. I guess you could say that Civil War was similar because they. Add, I was gonna say, but it was it only because they added the other franchise stars. Okay. But didn't Civil War do that as well? It did. With the uh, Avengers. And those those franchise stars were from a different franchise. This was just stars of the same franchise. So yeah, I agree. Spider Man. All right. Longevity, so, Spider Man. Yeah, to to recap, uh, Spider-Man, even with the the dub, the double split is actually good because it it's really good. <laughs> it works out that Spider-Man is still up three points to one. And then we talk uh, longevity and Spider-Man's been around for a very long time and been successful uh, that whole time. So we're both going longevity there. Yeah. And that's going to uh, seal a overall also four to one victory. Would take it as well. So, yeah. Yeah. But Captain America, good fight. Spider-Man moves on to the Sweet 16 Candles. Our next matchup. The fifth seed Harry Potter franchise against the 12th seed Star Trek franchise. Best movie. Best movie here. I'm going to say... I'm going Star Trek. I'm going Star Trek as well. Uh, recently revisited I like Star the, Trek. Uh, the first one there. I like Harry Potter too. Yeah, the the Harry the Harry Potter movies like never never really been for me. You didn't really again. Yeah, you say that, and we watched Deathly Hollows two. You didn't tell me what you thought afterward. I yeah, I mean Deathly Hollows two was uh, was definitely my favorite one when they were like coming out in theaters and mm. we were doing that. I uh, but yeah, I, I I enjoyed watching it and I I think. I think the movies are good, just uh, not like they're good, but the experience of the reading the books was great and the movies never really managed to capture that same interest for me. Mm. Uh, whereas that first Star Trek was a lot of fun. It's so well made. Uh, quality control. Ooh. This is We didn't watch the worst Star Trek. Uh not no, yet. No. We uh, we have not. I would say that generally I mean there's obviously some variants here and there, but I think it's uh, it's pretty impressive to me how throughout these uh, these young these young stars growing into adult actors and various different director changes and like growing from a 
a kid's thing to a darker, uh, more all ages thing. Like the Harry Potter movies, I think, are just surprisingly consistent. So if, if I'm not mistaken, doing. I think I think a lot of that credit goes to Chris Columbus. And I think a lot of that credit goes to is it David Heyman? Who that directed name all I don't of know. those? Or not directed, sorry. Who produced them all. Okay. Uh, you know, if, there, if there's one consistency, how's my audio? Uh, really good. <laughs> is it good right now? Uh, this is coming off. Hold on. Yeah, okay. Hold everybody. How's my audio? Crushing it. Great. Um, yes, David Heyman produced them. I think he was the lead producer, and I think that that's a lot of the continuity. And yeah. also the crew and the actors and stuff. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, first two are Columbus, third is Quaron, fourth is Mike Newell. And then does David Yates comes on for Order of the Phoenix and directs the last four movies. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. I think that it's just it's crazy that we had 10 years and eight movies. They were all good to great and had the impact they did. And I think that's because of the, the quality remained the same. All right. Consistency of gross. Well, this is also Harry Potter. Yeah. I mean, come on now. You can't get... It's really hard to get more consistent than what Harry Potter did for those 10 years. Yeah, that whole thing. Uh, yeah. Very interesting. But does that hurt it in franchise growth? Our next category, whereas Harry Potter does... Fantastic Beast movie. Get out of here. They're not in Get there. out of here. They're not in there. They're on the they're on the numbers. Oh yeah. Well that's... Uh, where is this damn I'll probably oh, give sort... it I'll probably give it to Star Trek just for having a success a relatively at least critically successful three uh three movie revitalization there in okay. nine. Yeah, the also they they in the '90s they brought on the Picard characters into the movies and stuff. Sure, there's been a lot of different iterations of Star Trek. That's a yeah, yeah. That is a that is a very good point, and so I will uh, I will join you in voting Star Trek there. So we're tied up at two two. Okay, We've got longevity. Well, hmm. <laughs> one's been around way longer. Yeah. Uh, but no, they keep trying to make that fourth Star Trek movie, and it uh, has not been made yet. So let's let's look at not not just like when Star Trek came out, or like when it when it came out versus now. But so you've got the you've got the most recent trilogy. It's about a seven year period of relevance. Mm -hmm. uh, before that, you've got uh, yeah. Nemesis in O two. Yeah. This is it's actually a very sustained list of Star Trek movies. Yes. I thought there'd be more of like 98, a break 96, between... 94, 91, 89, 86. Yeah, it's pretty fucking every th th two to three years. Yeah, that's that's it is very surprising to me and is going to make me vote Star Trek. <laughs> sure. All right. Star Trek takes the three two lead. I. We get into legacy. Yeah, and I think the legacy, if we're talking about blockbuster franchises, uh -huh. so movies, goes to Harry Potter. Yeah, I think, I think it's simultaneously true that like the, 
the legacy of Harry Potter as a franchise and a brand has been tarnished by its creator being a not so piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, however, Chris the, Columbus. The, yeah, he's, we've got some problems with Chris Columbus. I don't know if you've heard what <laughs> he brought some blankets with him. I, uh, the tarnished legacy of Harry Potter is still uh, enormously impactful and important to a lot of people. And so, and also just what it did for the PG 13 blockbuster in the two thousands. It was yeah. led that wave of four quadrant. We need to appeal to everybody and make a whole bunch of movies out of it. Same, it, same with Spider-Man and Lord of the Rings. And then it brought us the YA craze. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's going Harry Potter. We're tied 3-3, and we get to Milestones. Milestones, here we go. So, Harry Potter has 12 Oscar nominations. Star Trek has 17, and it has an Oscar. Uh, Star Trek had two of the biggest opening weekends of all time for the first motion picture and Wrath of Khan, while Harry Potter uh, had Deathly Hallows Part Two, single biggest day in history, Biggest opening weekend, twice, Sorcerer's Stone, and Deathly Hollows 2. It had the third, uh, it was number three biggest opening weekends, twice, Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban. Number four opening weekend, Goblet of Fire. Biggest June opening, biggest November opening, number one movie of the year, twice. And it was the third biggest film worldwide in history for Deathly Hollows Part 2. Do you happen to remember what Star Trek won an Oscar for? I would say makeup. Uh, that seems likely. Maybe visual effects. Let's see if I can, uh, yeah. If I can get this real quick. Uh, let's see. Academy Award won. Uh, yeah, it looks like uh, the 2000, uh, the 2009 Star Trek won Best Makeup. Oh yeah, there you go. I fire everything. Yeah, very good. Uh, very good job. They made Zachary Quinto look so old <laughs> in those scenes. I uh, so made that goes. Chris Hemsworth looks so American. Yeah, I uh, didn't make him sound that American though. I Cook? so th- that the uh, that list for Harry Potter is pretty big then. Tiberius. <laughs> That's no. a terrible name. <laughs> Let's name him Jim. <laughs> Let's name him Jim after your father. I <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that's gonna. Uh, if you gonna... listen really carefully and, and you adjust the volume, when he goes flying out of his chair as the ship hits the other ship, he you it's, it's very subtle, but you can just hear crikey. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, Harry Potter then. Yeah, yeah, I uh, good run by Star Trek. That was a, that was an impressive uh, impressive battle. Harry it really Potter was. takes the four three victory. All right, let's see how impressive this next matchup will be. The four seed Avengers franchise takes on the thirteen seed Men in Black series. Best movie, Noah. Uh, Avengers Endgame. Yeah, it's Endgame. Apologies to Men in Men Black. Men in Black's probably better than Infinity War though, but it's close. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I got a. I haven't seen Infinity War in a while. I mm. uh, quality control. Bring me Thanos, or bring me Thanos. <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> Cunt. <laughs> Cunt. 
<laughs> I so quality control. You got Avengers with uh, three good movies and Age of Ultron, which is like, I like okay it. to bad. Uh, then you've got Men in Black with uh, two good movies. And as I was talking, I realized that I had forgotten about Men in Black International. <laughs> uh, so this isn't even really like it's Avengers. Yeah, it's Avengers, yeah. <laughs> uh, if it was like two good movies and then one Men in Black 2, that's okay to bad. Uh, but no, it's there's also international gross consistency. It goes to Avengers. It does. Uh, and then franchise growth. Yeah, Avengers. Yeah. Grew into the uh, sweet the movie going calamity of our time. All right, the battle of the Universal blockbusters, Universal flagship franchises, both their biggest franchises the past decade, I would say. Here we go. Yeah, that's probably true. The eighth seed, Fast and Furious, against the ninth seed, Jurassic Park. Best film. That is Jurassic Park. Yes, correct. Quality control. Oh, that might be my boys over there, my family. So let's think here. Let's think here. Because I like World and Fallen Kingdom, but do I like them better than like Fast and the Fast and the Furious and like Too Fast, Too Furious, I guess. Yeah. If you like World and Fallen Kingdom, which I know that you do. I do. I I feel that you kind of like it's just got to be Jurassic Park here. I don't think so because Fast and Furious has three upper echelon in entries. Sure. Jurassic World has one of those. Yeah. You know, Jurassic Park 2 is whatever. Jurassic Park 3 is maybe probably a little better than that. And Dominion sucks. And then Fast and Furious is good. Too Fast is fine. You know, I like it. Yeah, too too fast is fun. Like it knows what it is. Yeah, three it's fine. three is three is, is I like it. Four is whatever. Five is incredible. Six is incredible. Seven's incredible. Eight's okay. Nine is not great. That's kind of how I. That's kind of my. I think it's Fast and Furious. Yeah. I think I think those things are true. Except, uh, my valleys are lower. Mm. I. I think th- on what. On the Fast and Furious. Then Jurassic World Dominion? No, then what you said. Oh, okay. Uh, I think three is bad. Uh, I think eight is bad. And I think nine is horrendous. Uh, though Dominion is also... I, I think the I think the valleys are the same just across uh, across franchises. Mm-hmm. But I will, I will agree that... Uh, the Jurassic Park franchise never approaches uh, its peak, uh, even even remotely. Whereas right, the Fast and Furious, yeah. uh, right? Fast and Furious does uh, does replicate greatness a few times. Yeah. So yeah, sure. I'll uh, I'll join you there for Fast and Furious. Gross consistency. Interesting. too far behind on our stats there were you well yeah i mean because avengers and men in black was so uh, yeah was so locked and loaded that i didn't i didn't even have to scroll down i see to the next page i see i so yeah for your uh, for your jurassic park i uh, world is obviously a huge outlier i first one 
what at the time was was. First one's like three fifty, second one's two twenty seven, third one's one eighty. Domestic. Yeah. Uh, uh, then you got six hundred, and then four hundred, and then three hundred. Yeah, though out. Like I, those? Okay, here, here, here's 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 what I'm gonna say. I don't think that Fast and Furious can really win any gross consistency. It has, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's 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 one forty, it's one twenty, it's sixty, it's one forty, it's two hundred, it's two twenty, it's three hundred and fifty, it's two twenty, and then it's one eighty. Yeah, it's and it's it. Yeah, it's not even really like a a consistent pattern of growth. No. It's really yeah. It, it is really pretty all over the place there. Yeah. So uh, I give this a Jurassic. Yes, I think that is uh, yeah. Franchise, right. and for that reason, I think franchise growth goes to Fast and Furious. And I I I don't think th- I. It'd be hard for me to find a franchise that can beat Fast and Furious in franchise growth. Yeah, I think the. The thing about Jurassic World that was so surprising and interesting is to find that the franchise was still at that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Fast and Furious uh, it really had to grow into that level. So I agree. Longevity. So two, two. Longevity. Long. So there's a, a case for Jurassic is that it, it had another incredibly successful sequel trilogy, you know, so many years after, f- at least, when did Jurassic World come out? Uh, 2015. 15, so yeah. 14 years after the third film, we get a whole new successful sequel trilogy. Yeah. So that's a case to be made for that. However, Fast and Furious continues to be successful with its 10th film, Without ever taking a break. Yeah. Like Jurassic did. So what's harder? Is it having another successful run of three movies? Or is it having eight incredibly successful movies, nine incredibly successful movies over 20 years? Yeah. I think it's I, Fast and Furious. I think, yeah. I think it's Fast and Furious. And just looking at, looking at the numbers, like Jurassic Park has about 15 years of sustained relevancy, whereas Fast and Furious is at 20. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's three two in favor of Fast and Furious uh, Legacy. I I lean Jurassic Park here. I think you've got a one of the one of the singular defining blockbusters of all time, uh, coupled with the uh, the resurgence of the second trilogy. Uh, Jurassic World having that like all-time great box office story of becoming one of the highest grossing movies of all time just yeah. kind of overnight out of nowhere I, I I don't know that Fast and Furious has a high point that can compete with those things no but what do- Fast and Furious does have going for it unfortunately is Paul Walker for its legacy. Okay. And I think that's big. Just the loss, the recovery, and 
the resilience, I guess, of that crew. You got the rock whole thing with Vin Diesel. You got like a diverse kind of collecting cast of, of characters. Um, You got Spielberg. It's that's got to. All right, it's probably Jurassic. Yeah, I mean, I think. Do you think there's anything to the fact that while the, the Paul Walker thing, was uh, responded to incredibly well, uh, in the moment in movie seven. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it's kind of it's coming back to bite them at all, with how it doesn't makes sense in world that he's not in these movies anymore. No. And like, why didn't they just kill him? I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating for like what they should have done instead, but just that I'd, I, I feel that having him just drive off at the end of seven was a great moment. And I, I liked that very much, but now that the franchise is going on, they haven't really convincingly, come up with a reason other than like I mean I think Ryan's that that's way. I think that's true I just think that there was no other way to handle it yeah that's probably true so yeah I would say that it's how's my sound is it good your want to keep checking uh sure yeah it's fine great yeah so I I don't think that hurts the legacy but uh I do think that the Spielberg just gives it to Jurassic okay yeah I'm voting I'm voting Jurassic there as well and so we are tied 3-3 going into milestones. Okay, so Jurassic, uh, sorry, Fast and Furious had th- the biggest opening weekend of April history three times with the fourth, fifth, and seventh film. Number nine opening weekend for Fury 7, the biggest global opening weekend for Fate of the Furious. And Fury 7 became the fourth biggest film worldwide in history. Jurassic Park has four Oscar nominations. It won three of them. It was the biggest opening weekend record three times. The first film had this biggest second weekend in history. It became uh, Jurassic World became the number three biggest film of all time. Number one film worldwide. Number two film domestic and Jurassic Park's National Film Registry. I think it's Park again. Yeah, I think that's a uh, that's a pretty definitive milestone win wow. for Park. We have our first upset. Of this round in the adaptations, Jurassic Park advances four to three. All right, the next last two, right? No, uh, no, a lot of more. Okay, we have, yeah, we have four more. The number three seed Batman franchise against the fourteenth seed Godfather franchise. Best film goes to the Godfather. It does. Quality control. I think still The Godfather. I think that Batman's been all over the fucking place. Yeah, there's been uh, there's been several Batman movies that weren't good, and The Godfather franchise managed to follow up the greatest movie ever made with the greatest movie ever made. No, no, uh, And that's pretty hard to do. That's an early 2-0 lead. It is for The Gross Godfather over Batman. That's going to be Batman. Yes. Even though those grosses are all over the place, uh Godfather, the first one was the biggest grossing film of all time, and then the others were not that big of hits. Franchise growth, Batman. Yes, as Godfather did not really grow. Longevity, Batman. We're still at Batman movies. We're going to yes. have two on-screen Batmans at the same time. Yeah, I think uh, they're, 
there is something to be said for the longevity of the Godfather living on. Well, I think that's where we're going next. Uh, but yeah, I think that uh, that is the 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 legacy that is kind of where that uh, that point will stand, isn't that legacy? The God the Godfather is. You think Godfather gets this? Yeah, I th- I think when. I think when two of your three movies are like consensus top 10 all time. Yeah. And like, that's probably underselling it consensus wise. Uh, yeah, I, I, I go Godfather there. All right. You as well. Yeah, I guess. That great score. Milestones. Milestones. All right. Three, three. Well, okay. Um, uh, the Batman got some nominations. That Oscar nom should be different. Uh, I think it got one. So 16 Oscar noms for Batman films. Three Oscars, including supporting actor. Four times it broke the opening weekend record. It also had the biggest second weekend twice. Biggest spring opening. It was the number one film of the year twice. Became the second biggest film of all time. Became the fifth biggest film of all time. With The Dark Knight and the original Batman. Dark Knight was the fourth film to gross a billion. And it's in the National Film Registry. Godfather, 28 Oscar nominations, including Picture and many others. Eight Oscars, including winning Best Picture. Twice the only sequel to ever win Best Picture. Number one film of the year, The Godfather was. It was the number one film of all time. And both The Godfather and The Godfather Part Two are in the National Film Registry. Strong credentials for The Godfather, but it's Batman. Yeah, it is. Uh, Remind me, is Joker not considered here? No. Okay. Batman's not in it. (laughs) He is a little boy. Oh, little baby boy Batman. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And his dumb dad's in it. Like Muppet babies, but Batman babies. Uh, Yeah, I agree with that whole thought that Mm -hmm. Godfather does have a... uh, a compelling case here, sure but does. not quite compelling enough. Nope. All right. Our next matchup, the a seventh squeaker. seed mission impossible against the 10th seed Shrek. This is, this is, this, this is, one, this one, this one, I think might be a little is, spicy. This is, this, is, this, is, this is interesting. A little heat. This is interesting. Best movie. Mission impossible. Which one? Fallout. Mm. I, I don't know that that's true, but I'm I'm comfortable enough that it could be true that it's just my standing opinion for. I'm gonna go with Mission Impossible. This podcast, also. either Fallout or Rogue Nation, I think is probably just a little bit better than Shrek. Yeah. Quality control, Mission Impossible. Yep. Gross consistency. Of the bunch. I think it's also Mission Impossible. They get a little bigger for now. They're getting bigger. Yeah, though the. Uh, no, I mean, it's not consistently getting bigger, but Puss in Boots shows that there's still a sustained market for Shrek. It's true, but Shrek went like 260, 400 something, three something, and then back to two something, and then Puss in Boots was 170 something. Yeah. And now Puss in Boots is 180 something. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think. Uh, Mission Impossibles, go. I. No, no, hold on. First one, one. 80, I think. Second one, two something. I think, yeah, you can check. Hang on, yeah, let me, uh, yeah. See if I get all these. Okay. 180. Uh, Yep. 200. 215. Yep. Uh, 135. 133. 
Very good. Um, two hundred. No. Yeah, it's fine. Two hundred nine. Yeah. Uh, one. Wait, what is this one? Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. One ninety. One ninety five. And then Fallout is two twenty five. Two twenty. See. Yeah, that is a uh, that is actually quite consistent. Yeah. Uh, franchise growth. We. Uh, yeah, that's God is Mission Impossible sweeping Shrek. I think Mission Impossible sweeping Shrek. This is the craziest thing that I think has ever happened I in mean, our tournaments. Who would have thought? I mean, Mission Impossible is a a higher seed for a reason, not that's that much true. higher. Uh, All right. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't have expected that. I, you know, Joe but, will be happy. Yeah, between uh, when he comes on. <laughs> between we're we gonna get Joe. Yeah, All right. uh, between Shrek and it's uh, it's just quality and persistent uh, importance to animation and Shrek 2 as Listen, if we, one if, of the breakout sequels. If we were doing milestones, it's Shrek's all day, every day. Yeah, uh, but you got to you got to get to game seven to win game seven. Shrek, wow. sorry. Uh, tough beat. All right. Last two. The Lord of the Rings continues this... to have a very silly uh, match the six seed Lord of the Rings against the twenty second seed The Conjuring. Best film, Lord of the Rings. Yep. Which one doesn't matter? <laughs> Quality control, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Which you, order doesn't matter? We're not, we're not matter. doing The Hobbit. Correct. We are not doing The Hobbit. Gross consistency, Lord of the Rings. Yep. See, this is. What Lord of the Rings has as like a uh, franchise growth. <laughs> Go ahead. I uh, no, just just what what Lord of the Rings has as like a, a prestige contender. Yeah. Over the Godfather, is that like you said the the Godfather became the biggest movie of all time, mm-hmm. and then the others just like weren't a big deal. Whereas the Lord the Lords of the Rings, they're they're a big deal, all across the board. I. Uh, yeah, so franchise growth. Uh, we went uh, Lord of the Rings doesn't get credit for The Hobbit because we separated those out. I I think it's Conjuring. Built the universe. Yeah, and Lord of the Rings, uh, as far as we're concerned, stopped after the third one. <laughs> uh, Legacy. Long. Wait, no. Longevity. No longevity. Uh, I think Conjuring still. They're still yeah, going on. Yeah, once again. By, it's the issue with doing the Lord of the Rings back to back to back. Yeah, and by separating out, uh, by separating out the Hobbit, the Lord of the Rings does have that TV show. I don't and think it's, I don't a think horse it's... just died on its set. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. Oh God! Had a heart attack. Okay. While doing its morning exercises to get ready for its scene. The... Cardiac arrest. That's not what you want. I. Uh, so yeah, that's two points for the Conjuring. Now we get to Legacy. Yeah, this is Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, one of the here's the thing Lord of the Rings is not a surefire as, as, as like wrapped up as we think the first three are it's it's longevity and it's legacy and even it's milestones the, there can be wrenches thrown into the mix here yeah for Lord of the Rings all right this is it our last match of the two seed 007 franchise James Bond against the 15th seed Iron Man Best film. I. 
that's going to be James Bond going Goldfinger there. I agree. Yeah. All of your answers must come in song now. You got it. <laughs> I, I, regret, I regret what I've said. What are your songs going to be for Iron Man? <laughs> Will we find out? Uh, quality control. Uh, you recently watched every James Bond movie back to back. Yeah. So in my opinion, um, let's see. Let's do. Uh, um, the only ones coming to mind is bomb. Bum, live and let die. Na 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 You're still going. No, you're still going. Bond. Yeah, they made a hundred of these movies. Okay, well, Iron Man Two is bad. I don't like Iron Man Three. So quality control. The first one's the best. You can't win. No Iron Man movie. That you hate more than you hate Inspector. That might be that. true, but you can't have quality control when the first one's the best and the others are worse. I, 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 I don't disagree with you. I'm just, uh, yeah. But that's probably true. I really don't like Spectre. Uh, yeah, that one, you, were, you were mad at that one. It was stupid. It was stupid. Uh, I, I do, I do want to just, for the record, I also did not like Spectre because it was quite bad. Uh, gross consistency. It's tough. We got like 20, 25 movies against three. Yeah. And the, uh, and the double sevens have been really consistent the last century. You know? Yeah. I, th- I think that. Let me go to the numbers. They're pretty consistent for a while there. I think that when you're talking about like James Bond's from a numbers perspective, mm-hmm. I. It's kind of it's kind of best to just go from Goldeneye on. Well, I mean, take fine. Goldeneye 106, it goes up and up and up. It goes up for the next 1 2 3 4 5 6 movies. The domestic number increases. Yeah. Broken only by Spectre, which sucked and also nothing was going to touch the high of Skyfall. Yeah. And then even No Time to Die doesn't get too far away from Spectre's worldwide million in October 2021 when variants are surging, you know? Yeah, it was uh, it was tough times out there. And also take take a look at the numbers for Gold Goldfinger Thunderball 5163 in 1965. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of that's a lot of money. We didn't uh, do that Moonraker that much. Moonraker made 70 million in 1979. I uh, Though consider this, Iron Man three hundred and eighteen million dollars. Iron Man two three hundred and twelve million dollars. No, I. It's so it's so interesting. Yeah. I, those are very consistent. But I think that the James Bond franchise has also shown consistency and done so across a wider spectrum. Not only and, of years, but of actors. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I'm going. Uh, yeah. I am going James Bond. There. How about you? Yeah. Quick three zero for James Bond. We talk about franchise four zero. Yeah, I mean that's uh, yeah. New actors don't care. This is a big part of uh, the hindrance of the MCU being like a bunch of mini franchises all in one. Is that you don't you don't really get the cumulative effect of everything, uh, being judged in any of these because you're only kind of judging the ingredients. Yeah, I. 
And so, yeah, I think James Bond just, uh, just takes two, uh, takes four in a row over Iron Man. Wow. In so two... We, got, we, lost, we lost Iron Man. We lost Captain America. The Avengers well, are going down, strong. Now. Yeah, we're down. Avenger, Avengers swept. Avengers swept and uh, Spider-Man moved on. The Avengers... Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. He's the Avengers Avenger. also lost Iron Man and Captain America. In two weeks is probably the greatest time for this tournament. We have Spider-Man taking on Harry Potter. Very cool. We have the Avengers taking on Jurassic Park. That's interesting. Jurassic Park proven to be a strong contender. Batman takes on Mission Impossible and the Lord of the Rings franchise faces off against 007. That's nuts. (laughs) Finally, I... It's like Lord of the Rings has a good opponent here. Uh, not not good in like quality wise, but just like Lord of the Rings against Conjuring, Lord of the Rings against Jackass. It's very silly. Yeah, Those things are very silly. Uh, but Frodo should fight James Bond. Is what I'm saying. Oh, what a matchup that's gonna be. All right, that is in uh, two weeks. Next week, the round, uh, the Sweet Sixteen candles. Yeah, we're, fin- we're finally named. Uh, the Lord Lawrence of Arabia Conference, the original franchises, will face off. Um, no, recommend a movie for the folks this week slash weekend. Guys, go see John Wick four again. Yeah, I, I have to. I, I want to see John Wick four again. I, I to, it's got to be John Wick four. And IMAX, and if like, you can. And like, it only made seventy million dollars. Lots of you haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, and you you're go. crazy. You you're go. crazy. It's the best one they did. It's it's definitively the best one they did. Yeah. All right, plug us up. You can find us at what's in the box We are on Twitter at WitBoxOffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I'm on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I'm at Brian DeSerber, D A S U R B E R. It's also my handle on Letterboxd. You know what's funny about that is what? Uh, a mod was uh, we, we were doing the, the lodging, you know? Yeah. And he was typing in the uh, our emails for the. Uh, the request or whatever. Okay. And he, uh, he said to me, he goes, Hey, what's Joe's email? And I held up my phone and I was looking over at his computer. I was like, okay, you're missing some letters there. And it's cause he had just put in my handle. Ah, instead of my actual email address. And I was like, is that cause you hear? He goes, yeah, it's cause that's you. That's, that's part of your plugs. Seems, seems like it would, but uh, that's would not my email sense. address. So don't even try it. Yeah. You'll, it'll go to someone else. That's right. That poor schmuck. Yeah. Uh, of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Stitcher. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We got to get like on Venmo. Is that a thing? We yeah. You know, thing. people do do that. And they just go, hey, here's my Venmo link. Yeah. Uh, maybe next time. Maybe do you guys want we'll to pay us? We'll start giving out. Uh, our Let Venmos. us know if you want to pay us. I'll just start giving out my credit card information. What? That's the opposite <laughs> of what you'd want to do. They can't add money to your credit card. They can try. Okay, and call my bank. Give them whatever like, you here's, want. Here's no, my number. It's crazy. All right. Next week we have um, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, the, I'm. I'm really hoping for a strong performance from Dungeons and Dragons. Let me ask you this: What would be a strong performance from Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, close, close. If not, I would say thirty mil. Okay. Thirty. We're coming out. Being it costs like, Good way job, too guys. much. Sure. It costs more than Uncharted. Yeah. It's. it's uh, Dungeons and Dragons in a perfect world is. Do you going, know how much it costs? 
Uh, yeah, what was it, like 150? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a movie in the school of uh, Blade Runner 2049 and so many other yeah. uh, successful movies that have made a shitload of money, have done huge business, and have been failures because they cost a billion dollars and the studios that made them were crazy. Uh, all right, so $30 million, That's what I'm hoping for here. I like it. Listen, reviews are positive. It's certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. 90% positive on Rotten Tomatoes. That's quite good. People who've seen it like it, so go give it a shot. It's supposed to be a ton of fun. It's going to be funny. I say go see it. We'll see what it does um, next week. And, of course, we have uh, the tournament continue. So that's next week. This has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. We'll see you next week. And until then, go see a movie.